Hi, it's Dave here. This is my wife, Kathy. Hello. And this is The Cinemile. It's the podcast where we walk home from the movies. Today we're going to see a movie that has it's such an incredible amount of buzz and energy <laughs> behind it. It's called The Flash. It's going to be one of the biggest hits of the summer. Everyone is just buzzing to see The Flash. It's one of the right? weirdest things because there's so much weird stuff happening behind the scenes of this movie before we even watch it. Which I think we should lay out now because assuming there's somebody who is living under a rock and has not heard any well, of the controversy. some, but it. not all of it. Let's lay it out in, first, in broad strokes. The tamest part of it is that DC uh, comics have movies have been a mess and all over the place for years. Apparently James Gunn's back, coming back to like refresh it all and he's the new head of DC whatever films and he's going to be bringing this big new Superman right so that's what's coming so already this movie feels like this is from a universe that is already being shelved (laughs) the Zack Snyder universe so this is uh, the the flash from the the, the Justice League (laughs) so already it feels a little bit pointless from that perspective then on top of that, Dave, do you want to get into all the Ezra Miller stuff? Or we'll touch on it. I don't think... Here's the thing. You can go and Google Ezra Miller and you've got about probably two and a half hours of reading material ahead yeah. of you. Yeah. Um, Ezra because, Miller being the actor who uses they, them pronouns, who is the star of The Flash. Yes. And they have been involved in a number of uh, serious uh, accusations and uh, allegations. They've been charged with... Um, throwing a chair at a woman's head following an old couple back to their house you know there's something weird going on with like a a woman and her children living with them in their house in Hawaii and all sorts of mad stuff all the kind of stuff that a press department at a huge studio like Warner Brothers would be absolutely bricking it over now this is some of the worst and Marvel is starting to face some of this now with Jonathan Majors, but but this is like a, a just it was just one week after the other. Ezra Miller was on an absolute like tirade to to of of like of, new, of headlines yeah. and bad press, right? And it's fascinating and, because as it's it's not really like um, the Marvel universe where you have like thirty actors propping up a film. Like the Flash is the star of this film. Yes. Now it's built all around that character. So there's effectively not much press going on because Ezra Miller isn't being put in front of cameras. Yeah. So our theory is coming back to it all. It probably must be a very good movie because why else are they putting it out? Well, here's the thing, and here is the context with under with the circumstances under which this movie is coming out. The backdrop. Um, Warner Brothers has been acquired or merged with Discovery and has a new CEO, David Zasloff, who has been making headlines of their own, of his own right for the last year because of making very unpopular cuts and decisions. Um, so in America now, HBO Max is now Max. That's only one of, one of the changes that has occurred. But they, they famously culled a load of stuff from the streaming services, they do not exist there anymore. As in a cost-cutting exercise, they well, have primarily to. the one related to this. Westworld is one of them. No, never mind that. Bat- Batgirl. Batgirl, Batgirl is a movie yeah. which was completed yeah. and ready to be sent to streaming services, and they've just they they have just wiped it off the, the slate. Seventy million dollars. Apparently, it was like a bit of a tax write-off exercise. Yes, and this it, one. By the way, Michael Keaton as Batman also was due was filmed to be, to appear in that. 
So this it. one is is making it to cinema. So so, so this one's way more controversial and wh- and way and well, Batgirl wasn't controversial at all. Sorry, but w- more contra- it has controversy around yeah. it, like has bad press associated with it, and they still are going ahead with it. So yeah, as you say, it kind of they kind must of know they've must got something good. good on there. But I think the other point is though, you're not talking about something that was made for a streaming service like this. You yeah, can't can make not bank. put something that costs this much money yeah. in the cinema, I think, would just be physically wild. And I think it, it also has had production, huge production delays. It, you know, co- I think it was filmed years ago during That's COVID. That's the other thing with All them, this kind of stuff just kept getting the, delayed. All the Ezra Miller, M- Miller controversy, though, it really does go to show if you're going to be a studio that is like wrapping up like a tentpole franchise in like one person's hands, you really want to be doing some strong vetting of that person yeah um, now we don't know we're not by the way I, I, again I, we're not here to comment on Ezra Miller's personal life or the charges faced against them yeah, but they're we're very not here to judge but they, yeah no yeah, no as for in the sure charges are very but we are just here we're gonna, just going to talk about this movie and my one the, question the going into the movie right? is and I, I'm interested to see how it's answered I kind of don't really get why they've not just presuming Ezra Miller is like in costume for half the film why don't they just like green screens another actor into the scenes so I kind of want to see how the film's made because okay. I would imagine you haven't seen the trailer I would imagine if that's easy they'd have just done it yeah <laughs> not easy yeah okay um, anyway, <laughs> which maybe th- goes to show that we shouldn't all be so worried about AI taking over movies because they've got someone they absolutely do not want to the we star should. of their film we should be worried as the star of their film we watched the first episode of the new Black Mirror last night um, <laughs> uh, and that's about exactly that and it's the, that's the worst case scenario this is maybe the best case this scenario. is the opposite anyway. this is where they should actually be doing that but they're not able to I, how do you feel about this because I don't give zero shits I just Feel, I actually feel obligated to see this well, just because Michael Keaton's in it as Batman. That's kind of it, and I think they know that. They know that people are just showing up because they're kind of. Just well, you're have making to see me it. see it. That's why I'm going to. see I'm it. I'm making you see it because it's good podcast, <laughs> right? I have people want to know. I have zero interest. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I've, I've zero. It's interest I of course love Michael Keaton as Batman. Um, the only thing that's in this favor compared to the Marvel stuff is that um, this comes out so much less frequently. That I wouldn't say like I have in any way an appetite for it, but I'm also not like sick and knocked over the head with it. Yeah. Uh, the Ezra Miller stuff. But superhero me. movies in general. I wish Ezra Miller wasn't the star. Um. So I, I feel very little interest in watching it. But let's go. We talked about okay. it too much. Well, what we're gonna do afterwards is actually just, I think, park all the Ezra Miller stuff and park all the how ludicrously pointless it is because DC is about to get a complete remake anyway. And let's just talk about this movie and yeah. analyse it within itself. So let's go. Because otherwise, we'll just end up in a multiverse of um, <laughs> parallel God, universes. I forgot it's a multiverse movie. Talking so. about all the things that could have gone better or worse with right, this Let's film. go because we're already late for this. Right, okay, we're going to uh, see you on the other side of The Flash. I can't imagine what you've been through. I love you, monkey. <laughs> you lost both parents in one day. Barry! I went back in time to save my parents. But instead, I completely broke the universe. If you went back and changed the past, this world must die. You changed the future. Do you know what this symbol stands for? It means hope, right? I will help you fight Zod. You want to get nuts?
Let's get nuts. Hi, we're back. We've seen The Flash. If this is your first time here, this is not the spoiler section. There's no spoilers in this bit. But then we will zip and flash over to <laughs> Spoiler Street very shortly. That'll be, you'll get a warning. Um, and that's where we go, go deep on everything that happened in this movie. Um, right, Cathy, how, how you, I think I know the answer to this, but tell me how you feel and what's your vibe after that? I, I think it's uh, all the issues aside that we talked about. I actually think this is a very good film. It yeah, handles it is, my it? favourite subject, which is time travel. Uh, brilliantly, really interesting time travel stuff, stuff I haven't seen before. Um, it's very well told. Uh, I, of course, now understand why they couldn't crop Ezra Miller out of the film. <laughs> yeah. Because basically they're the only actor in the film and they play multiple characters. Um, they're the most important actor. The, I the think the time, the time travel stuff was truly very, very good. And uh, I think the film worked actually because it's it's following like one character on their like very specific journey. Um, doesn't have all the kind of end of world stuff that can often drag these films down. I think all the flash stuff is always fun, like when things freeze and he's walking around and all that kind of thing. Michael Keaton, brilliant! What a what a joy! I uh, love to see him back as Batman, which really elevated the film. But then what kept happening to me is I was like. God, this is actually a really good time. Like, I'm loving the time travel and I'm really interested in the story. Ezra Miller is amazing. You're playing multiple character, ca characters, like what a talented actor. And then I'd go, oh God, I don't want to be watching Ezra Miller on screen. And then I'd feel really weird. So it's that thing of like separating the art from the artist. Overall left me a bit overwhelmed. I didn't quite know how to handle that. So then when I parked that again and got back into the film, I was really enjoying it. But yeah, I, it's just weird. It's just too weird. And also to be watching it knowing that like, what's the point of this film because it's really good in and of itself but like everything's about to be changed anyway it's very strange it's a strange feeling watching this film Dave um, yeah no, I, I agree I thought this I thought it was brilliant I, it's a great movie it's a really fun time it's two and a half hours long doesn't really feel that long it's zippy it is a zippy two and a half hours yeah I agree um, it is um, yeah, Ezra Miller plays um, multiple characters in this and they all feel like different people yeah um, so like it's a it's a couple of incredible performances. It is surprising. It's much more emotional than I expected. Mm -hmm. It's got it's like I I like it's a bit manipulative, but I cried at the points I was supposed to cry at. Um, it I did found make it, me feel like I could barely remember the Justice League. Like it felt so like I'm glad to have a break between these movies, but this breaks too long. Like yeah, it did feel I was like reaching to the back of my like memory when, at the beginning when you you kind of back with them and you're like, oh yeah, <laughs> I forgot about all these guys. I truly um, didn't know that Ben Affleck was still Batman. When Batman, when we saw Batman just in a mask first, I was like, who's Batman in this universe again? <laughs> yeah, like yeah. I truly couldn't remember because I thought <laughs> Ben Affleck had already left it. Yeah, um, and let's talk about more about that in spoiler story. But um. I um, I think this is both a really good time travel movie and a really good superhero movie. Mm -hmm. There's particularly the opening um, scene, which it'll talk about in Spoiler Street, yeah, is very, very much cool. a classic superhero saving the people thing. And it's really inventive and fun. Um, this movie is funny when it's trying to be funny. Um, it is quite moving when it's trying to be moving. It, it is punching above its weight. It's better than the average superhero film um, it is yeah I enjoyed it. it one of the things I noticed at the end is that which is unusual in these films going up a hill here it actually only had one script writer albeit had a few story writers 
and I think it yeah. felt very coherent and often these tight. films you can tell loads of people have been writing them and they're kind of all over the place particularly for a movie that is um, that has had such a troubled production I think there's been multiple directors a lot of delays recasting um, so his dad is a different actor in this because it was Billy Crudup in the other in the other movies I was thinking I don't remember um, Burger from Sex and the City being in yeah, these movies yeah it's Ron Livingston um, so I, I think this film is um, it's got a it's a bit baggy at points it's, it's not perfect but, but the tiny stuff's really good. I actually I had more fun with this than Guardians of the Galaxy 3, and I swear to God I would never have in a million years <laughs> anticipated that. And that, again, like I'm not I think Guardians of the Galaxy 3 is a good film as well. Um but this we was about I don't know, I just I found this a lot more coherent, a lot what more did tight. We just watch with the multi- oh, we just watched Spider-Man into the multiverse and um I mean that well that blows all of this. Incomparable. Oh, but can I just oh, say No, I just want to say go though, on, go on, yeah. that this was a fresh and interesting take on multiverses. Well, which actually, I wasn't expecting. This is what I was going to say. I this movie presented as a multiverse movie and I rolled my eyes and thought, can we not with the, all these multiverse movies and also you can't live in the shadow of Spider-Verse, but it's a time um, travel, it's movie. A time travel yeah. movie. It's not a multiverse movie. Yeah. It isn't. I think DC are just like, oh God, we have to be doing the multiverse. Say the multiverse because like people, <laughs> people like multiverses. Best picture winner, multiverse. So what multiverse um, in this movie means is like when you go back in time and you create a new yeah, timeline, that's, that's all, the multiverse. That's all it is. Yeah, it but is it's a, actually it is just a, a new straight timeline. up time travel movie yeah. that um, loves Back to the Future and references it and just, and we'll talk more about that in spoilers, but that's what it is. It's just time travel and superhero movies very well blended together in a blender with great performances from everybody oh my god why would why did we choose to go this way know, up the big so hill hot. and and um and i really really liked it i thought it was yeah i thought it was really good so i don't know what else to say then did you feel weird? would you recommend this did you feel weird though with given all the context around it i try i know it takes I'm, away from the film no i'm very good at parking that I'm very good at it. I just think it takes away from... Because I think the time travel is so good in this that as two time travel connoisseurs, we could say (laughs) that... Oh, hello. You know, it could go down as like a really good, fresh, very clever take. One to go in like the canon of time travel. But I think as of everything else around this, I think this movie's just going to get forgotten. There's not going to be any more of it. Ezra Miller's yeah. not going to be in it again. None of the people we think realistically will probably be in it again because they're recasting the whole thing. And it's not going to go down in history. So just, and this isn't, like, this isn't like, you know, the dark night of yeah. stu- superhero movies like, or time travel movies. Like, I actually don't like the way all the movies always follow into each other, etc. But at the same time, now to have a, a superhero movie that is completely standalone, and which is this kind of has to be, just feels like a bit of a damp squib. It's just not going anywhere. No, I, well, I disagree because I, I found... I found this to be a delight, a delightful little diversion. Yeah. Um, and that's I all it needed a few to times. be. No. Um, okay. Spoilers. Yeah. Okay. Spo- we're not coming this way again. <laughs> it's too hard. Right. Before we do get to Spoiler Street, though, I would like to say a quick hello to all our patrons over at the Cinemile High Club. Hello. Our Patreon, uh, and uh, we have some new patrons, which I'd like to welcome and thank for donating uh, at the rate of three or four euro a month and those are Simon Constantine thanks Simon uh, Quiva G uh, Don Hayes Emer and Dara Sullivan thanks thanks guys, thanks guys for uh, joining up at our Patreon and uh, getting access to a monthly retro movie this month in honour of The Dial of Destiny we went back to the beginning and we're watching Raiders of the Lost Ark it's the first time Cathy's ever watched it so if you want her to crap all over your childhoods <laughs> 
She's about to do that. No, big, I'm not. big style. Yeah, you're not going to like it. <laughs> I just know it. <laughs> um, well, I haven't seen it yet, so I'll let you know. You're not going to like it. The um, And uh, what else are we doing? Oh, we finished Succession's over, but if you're still watching that for some reason, we've got weekly episodes on that. And uh, we, we just Black watched Mirror. Black Mirror last night, yeah, so we're going to do an episode on that, which and is probably course, there now. You all know we love celebrity dating shows, so we've done a fairly deep dive into the ultimatum queer love as well. Yes, yeah, so lots of stuff. TV. Retro movies. Oh, Patreon. and Silo. And Don't Silo. That's Silo. still going. Yeah. Right. Patreon.com forward slash the cinema. Right. Spoilers. 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 Spoiler warning. Spoiler street now for The Flash. This isn't a street though. We're on a country Spoiler road. Day. What is this? Spoiler. Uh, so one thing that annoyed me intensely about this film oh, yeah? is the constant jokes about him being hungry and needing fuel. The whole opening sequence of him being so hungry. I thought that was great. But sorry we have two young children if you or someone around you is somebody who is prone to when they get low blood sugar not being able to perform or acting poorly you carry snacks with you at all times do we really believe that he would leave the house without eating any breakfast and not even bringing well he was going to breakfast he was going to buy a sandwich at the the cafe he would always have snacks on him it's unfathomable (laughs) that he would let himself get that hungry and I found it very tiresome because it was probably mentioned like 30 times throughout the film it's like we get it you need to eat food to charge up I don't know. I liked Tedious. it. I liked it. But I did like when he got back and your man had just finished making his breakfast. That was a good gag. Come on. Uh, let, that was a good gag. The, the, the whole opening, I thought, was fantastic. The opening Firstly, was Firstly, this was the Justice League as they should be. Saving people and being <laughs> heroes. But Batman had caused Not, it, though. Well, well, yeah, no, but he caused it to prevent the whole city from being destroyed by a chemical. The right? whole sequence of, ba- of Batman in that opening one, when I still didn't know who, what actor was playing Batman, I was like, is this Michael Keaton already? Um... That was so fake. It was like Batman was like a CGI. It didn't even yeah, look like I wonder, anyone they, was in a suit. It could have been. It could have been very little Ben Affleck. I'd say Ben Affleck was like, yeah. I'm absolutely not doing any stunts or putting on the suit. But firstly, I loved all this. I thought. Um, I thought this is great. I thought. Um, I loved uh, um, the flashes. His his sort of um, struggling to come to terms with being the, the kind of the, the lower tier Justice League member, you know, mopping up all their messes. I liked all that. I liked his sort of, um, I thought he played the character a bit more, he was a bit annoying in the Justice League. He was kind of the quippy ca- comic relief character, but he had anxiety and insecurities in this uh, movie, Barry, his, Barry Allen did. we did. know about his parents in the last yes, movie? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I couldn't yeah. remember it's if very, he expressed in the Justice League. And the, um, and so I, I, I thought all that was great. Um, I thought the it was gr- just brilliant fun, him saving those babies. And that now, was a brilliant sequence. And we've seen this sort of sequence done a number of times. I would say the X-Men First Class was the one that kind of kicked off this style yeah. of, um, you know, uh, doing stuff in effectively like freezing time because you're moving so fast and it is a it's a it's a fun inventive way to do things but it is at risk of becoming tired but i thought the way they did this by elevating it with him having to run vertically and save babies and save a woman and then they throw the dog in i mean this is a funny movie it's got good sense the bit that i hadn't caught but he explained it to his younger self was like that he can't move things too much so that because yes. he just moves everything in a Because you would make bit. someone completely and sick or, or break their bones. And when or the baby anything, ended yeah. up in the microwave and everything. So that was <laughs> really, all really good. Yeah. Now, what I think is very interesting is that there's a fundamental, and I think any time travel story has to have this at its heart. He's fundamentally trying to go back to like put right what once went wrong. Yeah. And he's trying to save his dad and his mom. I love all that as the core of the story. And just like Bruce Wayne said, does more harm than good. 
as as in all yeah. time travel movies. Um, albeit in this one, you would wonder how by just putting a tin of tomatoes in your mom's trolley, would uh, none of the Justice League have ever been born? Well, Kathy, it's quite clear. See, if it was two, if I had two stra- strands of spaghetti now, I could show you. I just <laughs> I love <laughs> I, the spaghetti. I love metaphor, the spaghetti. I love. You always have to have a metaphor. Time in in Interstellar, needs- it's the piece of pen. It's the pen through the piece of paper. It needs to be visualized. This, yeah, and yeah. Michael, I also <laughs> love the sequence when they get into Michael Keaton's house, and he's. I.e. a stunt actor with long hair and he's the dude from the Big Lebowski and then he does this spaghetti analogy and then when he just dumps it all and starts eating it and he's like what does the sauce mean he's like no that's just no the parmesan oh yeah Yeah. the the metaphor's over he's just eating his lunch now (laughs) but I thought that that's where I thought that time theory stuff was really interesting and how they explained it really well and it just goes to show for all the CGI and budget in the world Actually, just some spaghetti just on a, a different bowl. idea. Yeah, yeah and just I, explain it. But but also to to explain it in a, a fun way that it, I think they expressed it. It's a novel time travel concept that I hadn't heard. It's expressed in a very easy to understand way, but also related to as you've just said, the Flash's constant craving for food because the younger Barry Allen, who was a joy to watch, he was brilliant. Um, yeah. Was just eyeing up this food because he's learning his I powers. I felt like I was watching two different actors. That's what I mean. I so, thought Ezra also, Miller did such a good job. I tried to recast. Ezra Miller you like you'd have literally to film because there's there's like you'd just 30 film, minutes you'd have to film 90% yeah, of the movie yeah it's like 30 again. minutes were just those two and yeah. both being Ezra Miller are on screen together I felt like they were like a big guys, little brother dynamic let's let's just say that this is not an easy thing to pull off they two, they felt like two very different characters this is Lindsay Lohan parent trap level of, yeah. of, of twinage and even they weren't all that different you know no, one had an English accent <laughs> and one had an American accent. And we rewatched that for our Patreon and uh, you know now what a great film it is. Yeah. Um, it actually is a good film. Um, but um, yeah, I just thought that uh, the time travel stuff was, was good, easy to understand, And clear. I love the idea that like when he goes back and he saves the mom, that, that one is actually that then Barry is like cool and has friends and has a personality yes, and stuff yeah, yeah. and there's a resentment He's that's what really I thought jealous what, of him. what I really admired about the screenplay is that it leans into character yeah. all their characters had all the char- the main characters in this had conflict particularly those two they, they he resent the older one resented the younger one because of it he'd lived such a blessed life Th- there was and and there was um He's like my teddy that I love so much that guy uses it as like yeah, a dark Yeah exactly and that scene in the back cave where they have that confrontation like I understood I love all the I saw cave both stuff. of their perspectives I saw why he would be frustrated the older one so and I saw why the younger one would be like why are you being a, a dick Do you, know you know what I love about all the Michael Keaton stuff is like it was a true shock to me when we saw him and he was old I actually, because I haven't watched any trailers for this, or if I have, I've forgotten them. Um, I thought Michael Keaton was going to be de-aged, because everyone does that now. Oh, right. So when he was old, I was like, yeah, wait, that's way what? more interesting. What universe is yeah. this? And suddenly, like, my interest was really piqued in the universe, and what it meant. And I love the scene, like, when he goes back and he has dinner with his mom and dad. And I love all the things where he's mentoring his younger self. What I don't get is why when the lightning struck and they recreated that, why did he lose his powers? Yeah. Okay, there's a few things for me. If you get struck me, twice, you lose your power. There's a few things for me that are b- bullshit in this movie. That's one of them. That is basically a screenwriting problem where they were like, well, why wouldn't he just immediately go back to the present with his powers? Yeah. So I they need, it, they need a way to do that. And I forgive it. Whatever, yeah, wave our hands. But also I thought then it was a little bit convenient to be like, oh, well, we'll just capture more lightning and surround myself in chemicals and just re- replicate. So yeah. basically, you could give anyone these powers yes. is, is the implication here just by strapping them in that chair during a storm exactly. and stocking up your shelves with chemicals. 
I'm like, um, okay. And then, you know, or else what you need um, to do is for a Supergirl to carry you up into the sky and then be struck directly yeah, with lightning. I mean, I'm just like, whatever. all of that was just like, wh- whatever. You just need to give him his powers back and undo the thing you had to do earlier. But like, I don't care because I'm don't. having fun. I think. And, and also, I got, I got to say, the movie references Back to the Future constantly. And I love that they did the Eric Stoltz thing. And, um... But I like then that it actually like homages Back to the Future even deeper by having the method to get back to normal be capturing lightning um, through a conductor to, yeah, to travel down, that. which yeah. is exactly back how they I do it in Back to the Future. I thought that was a nice nod actually. Yeah. And I also really like the like parallel universe thing of it's still like a being from Krypton, but it's actually Supergirl. Yes, she, and was, she was excellent. She was really good, yeah. yeah. And um, so I really enjoyed all that stuff. And then I kind of enjoyed the moment when they realized that, first of all, when the flashes combined, they each of different color, and I'm not quite sure why. So you got to see the flashes operating together in their different colors th- and fighting together as yeah. like a unit. I thought that was brilliant. And then the moment when the younger Barry, reali- or the that younger Barry's fun. like, I'm going to keep going, but the older Barry's like more sensible and world weary. He's like, you got to stop. But also he's already lost the mom. So it's easier for him to say, yeah. sorry, but mom can't ever live. Bye. Because he's half jealous. She lived for your yeah. man anyway. And uh, and then you realize that the, this other being. But that was obviously him flash. from the beginning. Though. I never Did you not it. think that? I never what thought I, about what it. I actually thought I was thought that it was he's responsible for his own mother's death. Like he has to stab her to save the timeline oh, I thought that's grim. where it was going to go but I was like that's too dark really yeah that would have been and too I grim. actually prefer what we got where, I don't understand. where he has that goodbye with her and takes the I know the I don't remember the last movie out. but like why do they think your man murdered his wife there seems to be no evidence that he murdered her well it does look bad I mean the, you really, know though. the son came downstairs and he was the only one and he was holding the knife the there was nobody was like, else present he drove away and then came back and she was already stabbed and everyone's like no he's I mean, going to go to I mean, prison if now the police showed up his hands were on the knife I mean, it would look it would look bad. I guess. Anyway, it was a anyway. Skin. Sorry, I, I also love the tomatoes. He puts the tomatoes higher up on the shelf. I'm like, that's that. fantastic. The resolution. Yeah. Also, Dave didn't notice, but one of the actresses from Dairy Girls was actually very briefly in this and didn't really have any lines, but loved that for her. Um, and then the kind of what is actually a secret twist at the end, and you're on Spoiler Street, so go away if you don't want to know the twist at the end. That was quite good, albeit utterly pointless. <laughs> George Clooney walks it's just, out it's as just a joke it was fun but it was a fun joke I loved it and I love yeah. the I love the scene when they're looking at all the different iterations of the oh universe. Nicolas Cage as Superman all so good stuff. even the old Flash from the TV show popped up um, with the funny hat well that's from the old he's the original Flash from the 40s comics. yeah it looked yeah, yeah. awesome um, all the different iterations oh and there was the, the original Superman he was the guy that played him on TV in the 50s in that Flash's universe right and then there was of course Christopher Reeve yeah 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 I wanted Lois and Clark to show up raging they didn't um, oh Dean well Dean Kane is also um, wrapped up in controversy oh god okay he's he's a, I don't even want to know MAGA know. guy now um, um, yeah so I, I really actually enjoyed all of that stuff I think it's a very clever way as well where they're clearly not getting Henry Cavill back so just fine you don't have to worry about that I'm still surprised Ben Affleck showed up in this can I I thought we heard like 10 years ago he was he, leaving oh he doesn't want to be involved but I guess <laughs> but this was filmed like what two three years ago or something right I guess yeah um, so a lot has happened since then Gal Gadot but, shows up for one uh, guitar solo and she's gone I, like, I find that I find that music cue intrusive infuriating yeah, yeah it's, it's so intrusive it's so odd um what, what I was going to say I enjoyed when he phoned up uh, Aquaman's dad and he's like your wife is like 
queen of the sea and it's just like this woman sitting on the sofa <laughs> there's some good gags in it's funny the um i i gotta say i found the attempt to visualize um the time travel novel and interesting this whole idea of this sort of sphere around him at it's the very center confusing at the beginning and then though. seeing everything and then winding it back as he as he runs i thought that is a really ambitious attempt to express this visually mm-hmm. in a very different way agree, that yeah. that then he can access different layers but it was a bit out there and weird i don't think it really made sense and looked and the CGI, for some reason, they decided to CGI everyone's faces in that yeah, environment. Yeah, weird. And they all looked weird. I don't know why Christopher Reeves was like, like the CGI, fa- young for Nicolas example. Cage. Like, they could have just used actual footage of him from the movies. Well, he actually looked okay, I thought. But the, No, but what I mean is, the people, while he's winding back time, were watching things like the father discover the mother dead. But they are things that they shot in the movie and are yeah. filmed, and yet they recreated them in with CG. I guess characters. they just made a stylistic choice and where it, they were but like it doesn't it's easier. Work. I found it really they probably awful. Probably found for consistency, they could just do it a bit cheaper and a bit easier. Or maybe they, they wanted an interactive three D like environment. Yes, but the first shit. time it happened and he was in the circle, I was so confused by what was happening. And also, was the implication that he was running backwards really fast? And that's uh, how it happened. Well, you get a you get a hand wavy line from uh, Ben Affleck where he says you went faster than the speed of light, and I, that's Einstein's. Was that An- Einstein or um, Hawking? Stephen Hawking, who said that if you move faster than the speed of light, then you would you could revert, you could go backwards in. But it in looked time. like their legs were running backwards though. So why was he ever trying that in the first place? Oh, sorry. My favorite scene of the movie is when um, the young Spaghetti Barry is the answer. Young Barry gets his powers. And he's just immediately, the old Barry's like really world weary. I know you can do Speedy Gonzalez. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's just like running all around the city and like having the time of his life and just keeps ending up naked. That's bu- All that stuff is or fun. Or phasing through the floor. Yeah. Like what I, what I loved is um, this movie is not only did it get to do, as be a good superhero movie, be a good time travel movie, but it also snuck in an origin story for The Flash. In the it's young... Such, do you know what? That was such a shame now. Like, we've got this fantastic character that's been completely fleshed out for us. We'll never... They'll, they'll probably make a new Flash. And well, it's no, just like... Here's the thing. How can you get invested in these characters well, and they just keep recasting them? No, but 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 then... As, look, yeah, they, they can't... I mean, they would have always recast Ezra Miller anyway because it's a completely new direction with James Gunn and a completely new Superman. It's all new anyway. Well, no, because it, we're in a multiverse now. So you can just... This is... The, the oh, studios yeah. have, have figured out... You yeah. can just pick, cherry pick, just like Tobey Maguire and and um, Andrew Garfield. We can have George Clooney here. You can just do whatever you yeah, want. Yeah, it's now. quite clever. And they own the IP to all the old yeah. footage as well. So, they so yeah, you permission. could have. You could have. If Gal Gadot wants to come back as Wonder Woman, she probably will. You know. Yeah, but like, but this is the Flash that we've watched a whole movie for. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know. I know. It's just. And, e- and even aside from all the Ezra Miller issues, which did keep striking me as I was watching it, and I felt really weird about it just in general the fact that James Gunn is like coming now to redo the whole thing and it's going to be a brand new Superman I just kind of feel like do I have an appetite for another Superman thing like I grew up watching Lois and Clark I've seen a lot of Superman in my time I watched the the Superman movies of this iteration of the Justice League I've seen a ton of Superman comics like I'm done with Superman yeah but I, I like not- I've seen Supergirl the Warner Brothers TV show like They've been really mined. I got a lot. Of, I got a lot, lot of trust in James Gunn, but though. But the Flash—that's why He's the Flash is more interesting. It's, we just don't know the Flash that well. Yeah, okay. Like, whereas with Batman and with Superman, like they've really been done to death. Um, 
they really have but a good way to obviously fix it in this one and make Batman interesting is suddenly have three very famous actors playing it which is a nice <laughs> it's a nice workaround but we need to wrap up um, Dave I'm glad you made me watch it because I did actually enjoy myself will I ever watch it again absolutely I mean, not never uh, no yeah, well yeah probably uh, there's not, <laughs> it, it was it good it won't it was work on the good, small screen it's a good diversion I would recommend it to anyone I think it's a little like like nice little superhero time travel snack you could have yeah you know uh, don't you don't need to rush out in the to cinema, cinemas though. particularly everyone, but oh. I think it's better in the cinema but I have to say everyone in our cinema was very clearly going to see Spider-Verse and not this one Yes, but I mean, Spider-Verse is the superior film by, yeah. by miles. But um, but yeah, I, the other thing I didn't like about this, I thought the third act in the desert just dragged on a bit. I oh God, yeah, that was boring. It dragged on way too yeah. long. Anyway, let's leave it there. Thanks uh, thanks for listening. We'd love to know what you thought of The Flash um, if you went to see it. Is anyone going to go see this? I don't know. Um, anyone protesting it, refusing to watch it? I'm interested. There's no buzz around it. No one's talking about I it. I don't know. I don't know does necessarily protesting this movie do anything unless Ezra Miller is getting... Uh, a back end on the box office which maybe they are I don't know but they've pr- they might have just been paid and it Who doesn't knows? matter I don't know but I think just a lot of people are just not interested in it and partially it will be because yeah. there's been no publicity around it because now, may- of all this maybe no good publicity no this is it anyway let, let's wrap it up uh, email us thecinemile at gmail.com the ci- at thecinemile on twitter and uh, instagram and letterbox and blue ski what's that blue sky blue sky is it blue sky or blue, blue ski blue ski I thought I mean, it's the new pla- like Sky. The new platform. No Are we one's on, on it. No, we on I'm that? on it. Yeah, I got it. I made us an account. Oh, okay. Shout out to Kobe for giving us an invite. If okay. anyone's around, come over to Apluski. We're lighting that <laughs> platform up. Sure. See it, Bluski, everyone. <laughs> We're also on Mastodon. <laughs> God, Mastodon. Uh, okay. Social media. Bye. No, but mainly come over to the Patreon because that's actually where yeah, we chat to everyone and have actually, the most fun. Yeah. That, oh, that's actually oh, fun. Patreon yeah. and actually Instagram, usually where we're doing most of our chats right now. Okay, bye. Bye. You're strapped to your parachutes. Hey, where's yours? Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the ageing process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip (laughs) off. (laughs) To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford, and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.